July 3rd, Feast of St. Thomas, the Apostle. St. Thomas is remembered for his incredulity concerning Christ's resurrection from the dead. When confronted by the risen Lord, his disbelief gave way to belief, and he proclaimed the Easter faith of the Church, My Lord and my God. Nothing certain is known of his life except for this evidence in the Gospels. He is said to have subsequently preached the Gospel to the people of India. Since the 4th century, the celebration of the transference of his body to Edessa has been commemorated on July 3rd. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Your hand, O Lord, has guided your church from age to age. The wondrous tale is written so clearly on each page. Our fathers praised your goodness, and we their deeds record. And both to this bear witness, one church, one faith, one Lord. Your heralds brought glad tidings to greatest and to least. They told all men to hasten to share the great king's feast. And this was all their teaching in every deed and word, to all alike proclaiming, one church, one faith, one Lord. Through many days of darkness, through many scenes of strife, the faithful few fought bravely to guard the Christian life. Their gospel of redemption, sin pardoned, man restored, was all in this enfolded, one church, one faith, one Lord. Your mercy will not fail us, nor leave your work undone. With all your strength to help us, the victory shall be won. And then by men and angels your name shall be adored, and this shall be their anthem, one church, one faith, one Lord. Their voice has gone out to the limits of the earth, their words to the ends of the world. The heavens proclaim the glory of God, and the firmament shows forth the work of his hands. Day unto day takes up the story, and night unto night makes known the message. No speech, no word, no voice is heard, yet their span extends through all the earth, their words to the utmost bounds of the world. There he has placed a tent for the sun. It comes forth like a bridegroom coming from his tent, rejoices like a champion to run its course. At the end of the sky is the rising of the sun, to the furthest end of the sky is its course. There is nothing concealed from its burning heat. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Their voice has gone out to the limits of the earth, their words to the ends of the world. They proclaimed what God has done for us, they grasped the meaning of his deeds. Hear my voice, O God, as I complain. Guard my life from dread of the foe. Hide me from the band of the wicked, from the throng of those who do evil. They sharpen their tongues like swords. They aim bitter words like arrows to shoot at the innocent from ambush, shooting suddenly and recklessly. They scheme their evil course. They conspire to lay secret snares. They say, Who will see us? Who can search out our crimes? He will search who searches the mind and knows the depths of the heart. God has shot them with his arrow and dealt them sudden wounds. Their own tongue has brought them to ruin, and all who see them mock. Then will all men fear. They will tell what God has done. They will understand God's deeds. 
The just will rejoice in the Lord and fly to him for refuge. All the upright hearts will glory. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. They proclaimed what God has done for us. They grasped the meaning of his deeds. God's holiness was revealed by them. All nations saw God's glory. The Lord is King, let the earth rejoice. The many coastlands be glad. Cloud and darkness are his raiment, his throne, justice, and right. A fire prepares his path. It burns up his foes on every side. His lightnings light up the world. The earth trembles at the sight. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord of all the earth. The skies proclaim his justice. All peoples see his glory. Let those who serve idols be ashamed, those who boast of their worthless gods. All you spirits, worship him. Zion hears and is glad. The people of Judah rejoice because of your judgments, O Lord. For you indeed are the Lord, most high above all the earth, exalted far above all spirits. The Lord loves those who hate evil. He guards the souls of his saints. He sets them free from the wicked. Light shines forth for the just, and joy for the upright of heart. Rejoice, you just, in the Lord. Give glory to his holy name. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. God's holiness was revealed by them. All nations saw God's glory. They proclaimed the Lord's praises, told of his power to save, and of the wonders he had worked. A reading from the first letter of the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians. Men should regard us as servants of Christ and administrators of the mysteries of God. The first requirement of an administrator is that he prove trustworthy. It matters little to me whether you or any human court pass judgment on me. I do not even pass judgment on myself. Mind you, I have nothing on my conscience. But that does not mean I am declaring myself innocent. The Lord is the one to judge me, so stop passing judgment before the time of his return. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and manifest the intentions of hearts. At that time, everyone will receive his praise from God. Brothers, I have applied all this to myself and Apollos by way of example for your benefit. May you learn from us not to go beyond what is set down, so that none of you will grow self-important by reason of his association with one person rather than another. Who confers any distinction on you? Name something you have that you have not received. If, then, you have received it, why are you boasting as if it were your own? At the moment you are completely satisfied. You have grown rich. You have launched upon your reign with no help from us. Would that you had really begun to reign, that we might be reigning with you. As I see it, God has put us apostles at the end of the line, like men doomed to die in the arena. We have become a spectacle to the universe, to angels and men alike. We are fools on Christ's account. Ah, but in Christ you are wise. We are the weak ones, you the strong. They honor you while they sneer at us. Up to this very hour, we go hungry and thirsty, 
poorly clad, roughly treated, wandering about homeless. We work hard at manual labor. When we are insulted, we respond with a blessing. Persecution comes our way. We bear it patiently. We are slandered, and we try conciliation. We have become the world's refuse, the scum of all. That is the present state of affairs. I am writing you in this way not to shame you, but to admonish you as my beloved children. Granted, you have ten thousand guardians in Christ, you have only one Father. It was I who begot you in Christ Jesus through my preaching of the gospel. I beg you then, be imitators of me. I no longer call you servants but my friends, for I have shared with you everything I have heard from my Father. The mysteries of the kingdom of heaven have been revealed to you. Blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. For I have shared with you everything I have heard from my Father. A reading from a homily on the Gospels by St. Gregory the Great, Pope. Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. He was the only disciple absent. On his return, he heard what had happened but refused to believe it. The Lord came a second time. He offered his side for the disbelieving disciple to touch, held out his hands, and showing the scars of his wounds, healed the wound of his disbelief. Dearly beloved, what do you see in these events? Do you really believe that it was by chance that this chosen disciple was absent, then came and heard, heard and doubted, doubted and touched, touched and believed? It was not by chance, but in God's providence. In a marvelous way, God's mercy arranged that the disbelieving disciple, in touching the wounds of his master's body, should heal our wounds of disbelief. The disbelief of Thomas has done more for our faith than the faith of the other disciples. As he touches Christ and is won over to belief, every doubt is cast aside and our faith is strengthened. So the disciple who doubted, then felt Christ's wounds, becomes a witness to the reality of the resurrection. Touching Christ, he cried out, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Because you have seen me, Thomas, you have believed. Paul said, Faith is the guarantee of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. It is clear, then, that faith is the proof of what cannot be seen. What is seen gives knowledge, not faith. When Thomas saw and touched, why was he told you have believed because you have seen me? Because what he saw and what he believed were different things. God cannot be seen by mortal man. Thomas saw a human being whom he acknowledged to be God and said, My Lord and my God. Seeing, he believed. Looking at one who was true man, he cried out that this was God, the God he could not see. What follows is reason for great joy. Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. There is here a particular reference to ourselves. We hold in our hearts one we have not seen in the flesh. We are included in these words, but only if we follow up our faith with good works. The true believer practices what he believes. But of those who pay only lip service to faith, Paul has this to say, They profess to know God, but they deny him 
in their works. Therefore, James says, faith without works is dead. This life was made visible, we have seen it, and we proclaim it to you. The eternal life which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We have seen it with our own eyes and with our own hands we have touched the word of life. What we have seen and heard we declare to you. The eternal life which was with the Father and has appeared to us. You are God, we praise you. You are the Lord, we acclaim you. You are the eternal Father. All creation worships you. To you, all angels, all the powers of heaven. Cherubim and seraphim sing in endless praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. The glorious company of apostles praise you. The noble fellowship of prophets praise you. The white-robed army of martyrs praise you. Throughout the world the Holy Church acclaims you, Father of majesty unbounded, your true and only Son, worthy of all worship, and the Holy Spirit, advocate and guide. You, Christ, are the King of glory, the eternal Son of the Father. When you became man to set us free, you did not spurn the virgin's womb. You overcame the sting of death and opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. You are seated at God's right hand in glory. We believe that you will come and be our judge. Come then, Lord, and help your people, bought with the price of your own blood, and bring us with your saints to glory everlasting. Let us pray. Almighty Father, as we honor Thomas the Apostle, let us always experience the help of his prayers. May we have eternal life by believing in Jesus, whom Thomas acknowledged as Lord, for he lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord and give him thanks.